the Chop Panda Podcast, where twice a month, four to five guys in Melbourne talk about nerdy stuff. I'm Adam, and next to me is... I've got, I'm Julian, and today I'm going to be talking about sports games and, and uh, sports video games. Yeah. I'm Dylan, and today I'll be talking about um, like uh, media prequels and like how they um, kind of fit into this whole idea of unoriginality in our media today. Uh, I'm Nick, and I'll be talking about the father-son-slash-daughter dynamic in games and movies and TV shows, and uh, what other films kind of follow this kind of theme. Um, since we're talking about movies, I'll talk about the uh, weird rumour that's going around the net. It's going to be considered old when this episode goes out, but the rumour of uh, Henry Cavill stepping down as Superman, um, and uh. Michael B. Jordan taking his place. Oh, yes. So we can uh, we can start with that. Um, I'm not sure if you guys heard. That's, that's, I've heard. I, um, I, yeah, I heard Henry Cavill stepped out. I didn't hear that um, uh, Michael B. Jordan was replacing him. So the rumor was like, hey, um, the the studio. Um, I think it was one one of like the big websites. I can't remember, the Hollywood Reporter. Yeah. Goes out and says uh, Henry Cavill quit Superman, and Warner Brothers didn't say anything about it. Yeah. Um, Henry Cavill's agent is saying he's not gone. I think something along the lines of Henry Cavill's uh, Instagram. Right, yeah. He's still saying, like, I'm still here, guys. I'm he not did going a, He did a great, yeah. weird, trolley sort of Instagram post with, with him holding up a Superman figure. Yeah. And, and, and it was with, like, weird music. I forget what the music was. But it was very strange and very funny. And, did, and But basically, it sounded like he was... His statement was that he's not going anywhere. Yeah. Oh, that's really and Warner Brothers has said that we're not making another. We're not, we're not making a Superman movie anytime soon because Good. they've got like what? <laughs> Good. Shazam coming out, Wonder Woman two, Aquaman. They've got. They got they're Harley, busy. They got Harley Quinn's new movie coming out. Birds of Prey. Yeah. I thought because oh, right. I heard that like Henry Cavill would step down, and that Ben Affleck had stepped down as Batman as well. So yeah, I heard that as well. So yeah. when Henry Cavill stepped down, Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. Ben, ben, ben Affleck. I'm, ass- ben. I'm assuming he is stepping down. I feel like he, that dude is definitely. He just looks tired of everything. Like, he just wants to retire. He's in rehab. He's got shit to do, man. Like, <laughs> I think he just went through a divorce as well. Yeah, he's, he's, well, they're really close. He's gone through a divorce and she's the one who drove him to rehab. Oh, Have man. you seen those, yeah. uh, those sad photos of Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette? Yeah. It just in looks so... No, just, like, just Google it. It's like... Ben Affleck smoking a cigarette, looking sad. Do it's you, just really depressing. Do you remember the um, like last year on the Publicity Tour when like everyone started like um, splicing in like um, uh, sound yeah. of um, silence? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah during the Affleck. interview, yeah. So he's like, I agree. He's like, yeah. <laughs> he's like slow zoom in. Yeah. They to bl- like yeah. black and white. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, yeah. his uh, like that guy looks so tired. He's looking at it now. But his run, yeah. his run as as, yeah. as Batman has not yeah. been the most. Like, he hasn't had a great time of it. I think and, that... And I don't think it's his fault, necessarily. Like, uh, I don't, he makes a good Batman. Look, it's been exactly. interesting. I don't, I don't have any objection with him as Batman or as Bruce Wayne. I think he's, he's fine for it, but it's just... He's had he's he's in the worst timeline yeah. of DC. It's just I a mean, bad time. I think that's the issue because he wasn't like <laughs> he wasn't like Bale's where it was like he was like tethered to like an incredible trilogy like that was his mm. own singular thing. Why couldn't Kevin Smith just direct me? Um, yeah, right. He <laughs> was just dumped in this thing where like DCU were trying to keep up with Marvel and like they were like a decade too late. I think yeah. they learned the wrong was, lessons. From I think Warner Brothers just trying to fuck him in the ass too yeah. many times. Like what the Batman movie was, he was. Starring in it, he was writing in it. Yeah, directing yeah. it. Directing it. 
And it was, I think he would have been casting it. Let's just make that yeah. assumption there. He as would well. have been, no, he would have been fucking, he would have had to work that in with the constraints of what DC wanted from the film as yeah. well to fit into their own, like, idea, which frankly, I don't think they have any. But, like, it's pretty, um, yeah. yeah, like, Ben Affleck, um, he did, like, a pretty interesting portrayal. Like, I don't know if anyone's read, um, the comic book, um, Frank Miller's like Dark Knight Returns. Returns. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He's this big, brawly, like you know, motherfucker. He's like bolts through and like just tears people in two. Yeah, and that yeah. was a good representation of that kind yeah, of Batman. It was I felt. interesting because he was like real brawly. Like yeah. he felt yeah. like he could like real tough. Like you couldn't really like, give a shit at this point. Yeah, it felt like he could break bones, man. He was straight up killing people in the movie. Yeah, yeah. like and he like he got stabbed like in the in the chest <coughs> and like he got real like really beat up. It was cool, mm. but I mean like. Dark Knight Returns is also very, um, it, it, it's, it's meant to be a period of Batman's life. Like he was meant to be retired for that yeah. many years and, and like come back and because like, I've seen too much shit. He's seen too much shit and the, and the city of Gotham has gone really to shit and all that stuff. And it's like, I don't think, to be honest, I haven't, I haven't seen the new DC stuff. I haven't seen any Batman um, comics, movies. No, since oh. since um, Dark Knight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. The only since, one I since... saw was um, uh, Batman vs Superman. But but as I understand, it wasn't like we're not in that period of of the history of Batman. Yeah, like he's not a grumpy old man. No, you know, no it's supposed the character, but like mm. the world is like yeah, the world's pretty, pretty <clears throat> fucked up in like the D, like the DCU like universe. Yeah, but it's not it's not that. Yeah. But like my point is, I'd go to bat for a rendition of the Dark Knight Returns, but I don't think it's that's what we've had. Yeah, that's really. Cool. Sorry, just going back to uh, as much as I like talking about Batman, going back to <laughs> Superman <laughs> oh, yeah. uh, and Michael B. Jordan. <laughs> that that's, why we, yeah. that's why we're talking. Who's about. better, Batman or Superman? Michael B. Jordan's been in uh, Black Panther, uh, Fantastic Four, mm. and now he's going to be in. Uh, like Potent- Superman, potentially. Yeah, potentially. This, little, this little kid from the wire is just killing it, man. Like yeah. I didn't. He's good, and he's, <laughs> he's in the Creed well. as well. Yeah, like he's the second Creed. Creed, Creed trailer just dropped yeah. the other day. Yeah, Creed, Creed is a very. I good still movie. need to watch that movie. And he's um on uh, Rooster Teeth's new animated series coming. Really? Yeah. Is he really? Oh, that's great. Gen- yeah. I'm thinking of Gen- like, the name's that's Genesis, cool. but that's wrong. <clears throat> he's in Fahrenheit four five one as well. Oh, like I think we need to be clear that. Um, the Michael B. Jordan as Superman thing is a very it's a very it's very much a rumor it's a very much it reminds me of Donald Glover should be Spider-Man sort of thing from way back in the day like there was two things it's, called Genlock it's, so it's something that that uh, I think a subset of Twitter users are very excited about but it's not it sounds, anything that anyone well, it sounds close to like the Idris Elba casting for like James Bond that everyone keeps like yeah. parading around well yeah. um, Donald Glover's gonna be like Miles Morales' yeah. Yeah. uncle so he's I don't know, I he, he already is yeah. in yeah, Homecoming yeah. yeah it's gonna be interesting to see where they, where they go with that but they're just probably just leaving it open I want to ask a real quick question because you know Spider-Man and all that like Yep. Have you guys finished it yet? Or? No. Oh, no. We'll come, I we'll have come, not. We'll, we'll come back to this next week. Yeah, yeah. I just want right, to we'll leave, we'll leave Spider-Man we'll do a next spoiler, week. spoiler podcast for uh, Spider-Man. Yeah. yeah, once we finish it. Yeah. Like a month later. <laughs> oh, man. Um, I'm keen to talk to you guys about it. Uh, but Henry Cavill, like, that guy's a nice Superman. I think not he, physically. He's like, he does again, the wrong guys. And, and like, <laughs> going back to what I said about, like, uh, Ben Affleck's run as Batman, like, Henry Cavill also... 
hasn't had the best Superman stories to tell and all that stuff. Like, yeah, um, Superman doesn't have a lot of good stories to tell anyway. Well, oh, oh, <laughs> shots fired. Yeah. Well, like the, the, <laughs> the interesting thing about this one, it's come at a time where Zack Snyder is not part of the DCU anymore. Yeah, thank DCEU. Right. Um, so it's just, he's he's going all right. Man of Steel, Henry Cavill, Zack Snyder. Yeah, Justice League. Batman v Superman, Zack Snyder. Yeah. yeah. Zack Snyder's gone. Yeah. Henry Cavill's gone. Well, I mean... Like, what, what the hell? Yeah. But, but the thing is, it sort of makes sense if you're going to move on to a new creative team to move on to a new Superman. Like, and that's unfortunate for Henry Cavill because I think he's very good. Like, uh, like if you've seen The Man from Uncle, like, he's very charming and witty and, and, and fun. Mm. And I think I want to see that Superman. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I want to see... You know, he's meant to be a paragon of justice, and yeah. he's just got kind of a yeah. sad, broody. Did you watch uh, Mission Impossible? If you see, yeah, Mission Impossible. Yeah. Man. That, that fight scene so in the bathroom. So good, yeah. man. That's a great fight scene. Oh, I haven't seen the movie yet. Haven't you? No, oh, dude. Really? I, just, I just watched that fight scene on like YouTube. He's that's, really oh, good. Yeah. That's why. That's, all, that's all Superman should fight. Yeah, honestly, he's got well, he's a brawler in that one, man. He's like just a fucking. They describe him as like his fighting technique is like the bear, and in that shot where he's like running up, like pulling his sleeves up, about like, right. like, you can feel like he can punch someone's like you know head off. But I was surprised because, like, going back to the topic, I didn't even realize that super, that that whole thing was a rumor until I sat down here. Yeah. Like, because I heard that um. Henry the official Cavill, stuff. Yeah, because I thought I heard that because you guys have heard that like he was cast as Geralt for the new Witcher series. Yeah. Right? Oh, really? Netflix, Is that right? legit? Yeah, that's legit casting. He's mm. fully casted as like Geralt of Rivia for the new Witcher okay. series. Is that a Netflix original? Yeah, it's Netflix. Um. Show. How interesting. So like, I thought he was like hold up or like he was moving on or whatever, and he was like you know stepping down from Spy um Superman. So I am like. That it was an illegitimate um, piece so, of yeah, news. So yeah, okay. Because I heard they were both stepping down. I'm like, well, well this is it's, it's it's an evolving story. Yeah. Like we don't know yet. Because um, again, like Warner Brothers doesn't have any plans for a new Superman yeah. film. Um, so should they? Should they put let it, it breathe for like eight yeah. years yeah. before they go at it again? And then when they cast someone new, it'll make more sense. Yeah, well, <laughs> for sure. This guy, this new guy, just steps out of the grave and yeah. everything. Everyone. What does, I'm thinking no is like we will see Henry Cavill when we see what is you know. The, the Justice League, the actual Justice League movie come out. So with like Batman, the Superman, <laughs> Wonder Woman, Aquaman, Shazam. Yeah. Um, what else is coming out? Are they still going ahead with that universe? Are they still trying to That's put it That's what they're together? trying to do still. I feel like they're like, I'm like a bit torn between like they're too far in now to turn back and they should just implode the whole thing and start again. But then starting again will just... It's yeah, like rehashing what we've already seen already. Yeah, it'll look bad because they could like feasibly if they made a few start, smart moves, it would take a while, but they could pull it out. Yeah, because they've done a lot. They've created a lot of bad will. Like they're pretty much a joke. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. They've got Josh Whedon now. So. Yeah, you've got yeah. Josh Whedon's involvement. Like this dude's the one that made Marvel's like Avengers. You know, Avengers like yeah. a big flagship like series for that whole thing. The problem they face is because well, this is how I see it. What made uh, all the Marvel films so interesting was because they were grounded in like real humans, pretty much. Like yeah. Iron Man, uh, the Hulk, Captain America, Hawkeye, like all the side characters even are like all pretty human like level. They're not like Interstellar. Yeah. Whereas like DC have to go in the other direction. And that's that's sort of been and like that's... the key point of difference between the two companies from the outset. Yeah. Like. Mm at least since the Silver Age, since, like, the 60s, is, like, um, you know, DC has the best everyone, you know? It's got the best detective. It's got yeah. the most powerful per- being on Earth. 
It's got, yeah, it's all like these sort of mythological characters. Whereas like, you know, when you think about Spider-Man, he's not the best at anything necessarily. He's yeah. just... He's just a kid trying he's, to get He's a, a kid, yeah. yeah. And, and and what makes him compelling a lot of the time is is him dealing with being a kid and being in school or, or mm. you know, his personal dramas interfering with his superhero work. Yeah. Um, which has been true. Like, I'm not saying that those stories don't exist in the DC universe. They definitely do. But um, the fact that, like, we're dealing with, like, almost godlike powers and, and, and beings is it, it makes them it makes the stories that they're able to tell them and especially like on the big screen where you want to see them use the best of their abilities um it, it just means they have to push that that line towards you know the big stuff yeah, yeah. well like freaking batman versus <laughs> superman like they they level an entire city and everything they yeah. say it's abandoned or whatever but like it's just kind of like this whole, you know, it's it's emblematic of like DC, like use like approach of like just bigger is better and that we need to have this massive bombastic thing. Yeah. And with like, and while also cutting corners in like our kind of character development, what you said before. That movie like, had too much going on. Cause, yeah, because he jumps like, think about it, like Batman's one of the most iconic characters in like all of like yeah. media in general. And the way they introduced him into their DC universe, their like actual like proper foundation for what they want to build they didn't introduce him as like you know his own film like independently like how marvel did for ages they just dropped him as like an established character already yeah. and everything because people are going off expected. the christian bale style straight into this yeah mm. but and it's not a continuation they've just that like their batman is was just introduced like yeah as is like you know a major player and like you know a side story and it's like how are we going to relate to him already if he's already if he's just jumped off screen and said hey guys follow me <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, but like, the idea is like Batman's been around for ages. Everyone knows the character of Batman. Uh, we yeah, know exactly. that. Don't know no, we got Batman. that. But we don't know this Batman. We didn't get that's any true. personal bits of him alone. It was just plot, 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 and that was it. Like, plot, 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 plot. Robin suit out of nowhere. Yeah. So like, <laughs> like so like hinting yeah, at like that? shit that's happened already, but like See, only if you're a comic book fan. And it's like, are we? You haven't built up the laws enough in this universe beyond Superman individually as a character for us to know, like. To like how to deal with it, yeah. or like what's going on, or like the specifics. I get that, but I feel like if they went in the other direction and like filled in his backstory and gave Batman like too much information, then people are just gonna say, "Oh, we, we we know this, we know this stuff, we know his parents were killed, and we know all this information that you're just wasting like yeah. movie time on." That's that true. So that's what I'm I thought the Ben Affleck movie was gonna be about, to be honest. Yeah, I'm not yeah. talking about that. I'm talking more about like just. I don't know, just his own, like, individual stuff, like, not necessarily, like, you know, so, like, origin like, stuff, but, like, just character scenes uh, in the movie, because there was, yeah. like, really none of that yeah. at all. all right, so if we, if, if, we, if we relate this back to, the, like, the original topic, but still with Batman, <laughs> do we, do you guys see Ben Affleck leaving right now, and we're getting another Batman oh, yeah. again? Straight up. I see, I see them, I think it's, like, a shit show completely at DC. It must be, like, <laughs> everything's on fire, and everyone's running around screaming, because, like, it feels like... <laughs> It feels like they're so sporadic and so strange in their schedule. Like, you've got... They're like, fuck it. If, if a character's popular, we'll give him a movie. Harley Quinn, like, you know, like, everyone thinks Margot Robbie's hot. Let's give her a movie. Like, you but know... Yeah. They're also trying to cash in on, like, <laughs> like, big, like, cultural movements. Yeah. Like, you were saying, like, like, a uh, huge thing is, like, African-American, like, actors kind of moving forward in their, like, yeah, big films. Yeah. Like, Black Panther. We, we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. <laughs> And like this rumor of um, Michael B. Jordan yeah. uh, taking Superman's role could be like, and it like publicity stunts trying to get a people culture back. shock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. trying to get people back into it. 
That would be interesting because, like, honestly, but, I um, think like, okay. the most boring character ever. So that would be really. Um, <laughs> well, 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 the interesting thing about that, I think, is that like, so you're talking about this transition between the Nolan Batman stuff and then into this um, Justice League, I guess, or Snyder Batman stuff was not smooth right like yeah it like we, we were introduced to ben affleck's batman and is he a different batman to the one we've already seen for the last three movies or is this a completely new batman and it's a new actor so you think maybe it's new yeah. or and it's a new world like, so like what's the continuity there like that's the big question right did you go with like, like if, kind of linking the old trilogy like together so like <coughs> as in well not really because like i knew the comic book so like, yeah. i knew this was a different batman i knew that like, that's was attached to it but I knew that. I don't the, think the that's gen- apparent to, to the general public, exactly. right? Like, no one, yeah. This is, this yeah, is the, my point is that if, if you go from Henry Cavill to someone who's completely different, like literally <laughs> a different He comes out of the grave with a different skin colour. Yeah. <laughs> that would well, be then, great. Then, but then there's no confusion about, is this something that's related? Yeah. Do I have to have seen the other Superman movies to understand this? No, because obviously it's a completely different character. It's just, it's... it's it's <coughs> like it's a way of distancing themselves from a misstep, maybe yeah. like something that didn't go quite as as well as they might have thought. Um, so, and, and I'm not saying it has to be Michael B. Jordan. I'm not saying it has to be a black person. It doesn't have to be anything. But like the 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 point is that like if they're going to transition to a new era of DC films, then it has to be clear like there's got to be an endpoint. And then there's got to be a beginning point yeah. to the new stuff so that people don't feel like they have to have seen all this history to understand what's going to come next. I have to say, if like, are they, I try, try, like comic books in general, like are so historied and like, you know, mm. that history has kind of made them like so transparent in that they, there's no real qualms with like jumping from timelines or like, you know, changing characters or whatever. So like, as long as the stories are good, I don't really care who's playing the character. Like yeah, people, for sure. apparently, like if you look at it, like people don't really care as long as it's you know yeah. good. But there's also something to be said about like understanding the character mm. and understanding like the essential like what makes that character tick in terms of like why they are at all compelling, and it's not the powers necessarily. It's you know how they use them. Yeah, it never was. It was always about. Yeah. and Superman's like a household name. If you don't know, even if you don't know his backstory, right? Yeah, everyone knows who he is. Yeah, right? you yeah. see the costume, you see the S, and yeah. Know, after like how many decades of like you know superhero films where they've been like essentially like giants in our media now, to, like to the point. Yeah, everyone knows. You don't have to tell them all that shit. That's why the new Spider-Man game just dumps right in and just goes yeah. for it. Yeah, and that was a risk in itself, but that paid off. Yeah, that was really that's how you do it. Yeah. That and like Batman yeah. Arkham Asylum is like how you do a superhero. That was a video game. That's a bit of fun. Yeah, on, a video game anyway. Yeah. All right. So moving on to our next topic, uh, I want to talk about it is the season of sport game releases. So we've had a new NFL in the last few weeks. We've had a new uh, new NBA games, new NHL game. I think a new FIFA game's coming soon. And uh, I want to talk about like sport game in general and like how have you guys interacted with them because like i think it's interesting because um the sports games like firstly on a mechanical level uh recently and i'm talking like in the last five to ten years the sports games have taken a lot of uh, ideas from other genres and so um like in some ways 
you can play through a mode in a sports game, which is basically an RPG. Like you, you get stat points and you can feed them into your character. Uh, oh yeah, I'm serious. It's a, it's oh a, like, what? It's a, it's a career it gets mode, worse. Right? Sorry, it's a career, the career mode. mode. Okay, yeah. but it gets better <laughs> or, or worse, worse depending yeah. on your perspective, because there are other modes in sports games now which are essentially like Yu-Gi-Oh cards, where every game you play, you get card packs. You open the yeah. card packs and you oh, get new yeah. players that can play on your team. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm just loving like, but it's what I think is so interesting. I'm not even playing the sport, yeah, goddamn yeah, it, right? for real. But what the fuck? What's so interesting about this is bec- is that because it's they release a new game every year, it's updated with mm. the new roster of like yeah, real yeah, life yeah. football players. So they're bringing in the audience from yeah. sports fans. So you have like FIFA fans, you have like yeah, like, American football games, fans, <laughs> yeah, wrestling yeah. fans, you have soccer fans, you have like all these people, yep. these, like. Who are You've already got a built-in audience? Yeah, who are already, already invested in, in this yeah. in these um, sports, Absolutely. and then you can just transport them over into yeah. something yeah. that yeah. they can. That's play. why that's why it's an annual franchise because that's like why, you yeah. can keep pumping them out, and fans will just keep buying them. And it's clever. And it's very smart. Huge. Like it's it's actually massive. The like the fan base for these games is. Dude, is you know they sell millions of copies the, and they never seem to worry about it's it. It's enough to yeah exactly. It's enough to to prop up that entire sort of side of the industry and and like again like these are fans who they only own a console so they can play the next iteration yeah. of mm-hmm. their. They just play their, FIFA and watch Netflix. Yeah, I never really gone to sports <laughs> games. Me neither. Yeah. I've never yeah. never played them. I played, I've played. I think I played NBA before. Right. Yeah, um, there was a for five minutes. There was a yeah. cool, like exaggerated NBA game that came out yeah. a few years ago. It was like real, it was like real cartoony, okay, and like yeah. that everyone had like bubble yeah. heads, uh, and it was like super like is you that, could dunk from like half court. Cool NBA Jam, yeah, that was cool. I played that one for a little bit. That was pretty fun. But but like so so having not played a sports game for a while, you'll be surprised at what's possible. So like. In, in recent NBA games, for example, and probably other ones too, probably FIFA and stuff, there's a whole open world component where you can wander around, you can go find a contract to sign like with with sponsors and then like go like actually playing a game. And there are there are gamers out there, there are people on YouTube who, are, who literally just simulate the games and they, they play it as a management game. So they just... Uh, sign on players into their franchise and then like, like business one yeah. well yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and so and, and like <laughs> it gets even better like does it they're <laughs> or worse <laughs> so in in the last year's NFL there was a game mode called Longshot which is essentially like a Telltale adventure <laughs> with with football players. Uh, that would be well for Telltale. <laughs> yeah, I mean, can I, can I just go back and play Wii Sports? Yeah. <laughs> why, don't I, why don't I go outside with the ball, man? Jesus, just flinging the little yeah. Wii remote back and forth, yeah. sitting on the couch. Yeah, but like he plays a character, and like, and it's a bespoke character with a with a voice actor and everything, and he's got his own sporting cast. He's got his coaches and stuff. And you have to make decisions about like... Yeah. And, and you have to make decisions about stuff that have nothing to do with sports. So like one of the first scenes is like he's driving to a um, basically a tryout. And his, um, his mate who's going with him is peeing off the side of the road. And your character takes a photo of him. And it's like, hey, you got to delete that. And like your choice is, do you upload it to Instagram? <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that could like go back and well, yeah. like affect it affect the social your, media. Your and then, yeah, exactly. That's very your career has ended. Jeez. Game over. <laughs> yeah. That's like that's really deep. Yeah, 
it's something that is really an issue for, for NFL prospects is, is your social media presence. So mm-hmm. like, and, and like, and the funny thing is like, so you mentioned game over state. So, but the thing is with sports games, there, there's no real permanent fail state, right? Like if you lose a game, it's just a game in a season or maybe a game in the playoffs. But like the, the campaign that you're playing will go on. Or maybe you'll have to wait till next season to carry it on. And, like, I think there's something that other games and other genres can learn from this, wherein, like, quite often when you're playing a game, uh, if you if you lose or if you, if you have a failsafe, it's a permanent failsafe for the entire game that you're playing. Like, if, you, if you're swinging around New York as Spider-Man and you get beaten up by guys, like you'll get a game over screen and it'll rewind you back to some earlier point in yeah. time. Whereas, um, and it's like that battle never happened. Right? Yeah. Like, whereas in a game, like in a sports game, if you lose a game, that just goes onto your record and as a loss. And um, I think like... Your version of KD. Yeah, yeah. or like continuation of like um, responsibility for your mistakes. Yeah. It's, it's interesting because like there's... um. The idea of like the same kind of idea is trying to be like implemented on like how to make people go with their mistakes rather than anything else right in a stealth game like open world like you know like deus ex or whatever like there's this tendency in games like that to um just create multiple saves yeah to like the second you fuck up the second you're seen you just refresh and go back and everything and they're saying they want to there's certain ways of like trying to get players to like stick with their mistakes and everything because that's when like the real intended shit happens yeah yeah there's there's some interesting stuff in that space between between winning and losing Mm. there's a really good um, like game mechanic that I feel works well with that. It's the one life kind of mechanic in video games. So you have one life to play the entire game, like whether it be an FPS or so it's perma- permadeath. Permadeath. Yeah, permadeath. that's. I thought like when I first read about, it, I'm like, that's so smart because it makes you value every decision and like really engages you in the game. Like you have to be really like into <coughs> it to make sure you do everything right. Yeah, those yeah. games are very um specific to like a certain. Like I guess aesthetic, really. Right. Like, you can't really do that with like every single game. Yeah. No, it has to be built around. It has like, to be built yeah. around. Yeah. You can see like when when it when it becomes an option, then it, it it's either like the the right option or it's the wrong option. And yeah. the game yeah. game is very different if you choose to turn it on for for games where it's not compulsory. Yeah. yeah. It's weird. Yeah. If it's that, if it's if you've got permadeath in your game, it has to be like you know indic- like indicative of the gameplay like it has to kind yeah. of like pair with it otherwise it's just otherwise it'll just fail I think the last game I had that had permadeath was Diablo oh yeah yeah you can turn it on hardcore mode yeah uh, permadeath yeah no no not as an option like as I said like, oh it's, yeah. yeah like Fallout 3 if it's like realistic mode yeah yeah aren't they re-releasing Diablo I heard with like the Diablo 3 is coming out on yeah. Switch. On Switch. Yeah. Is that a new Diablo game or is no, that like it's a the same game? It's, Diablo it's Diablo 3. Years ago. Same yeah, game. that's that's a very old game. Um, all right, shall we? Let's move on. Yeah, all right, guys. I'm I'm talking about um, moving on to my topic. I'm talking about um, like prequels and everything. I was watching um, yeah. Better Call Saul uh, the other night and just kind of realized that um, you know, Better Call Saul is obviously like a prequel to Breaking Bad. There's a. I also started watching um, Sons of Anarchy recently, and there's also a prequel they've just put out called um, like The Mines and everything. Oh. And then you know, 
if you look at it, you've got Game of Thrones. They're like tossing ideas for prequels around for that. Really? You've got like, yeah. you know, I heard several seasons after like Game of Thrones. Yeah. They're going to release a couple of like a bunch of like. It just feels like there's a lot of prequel like television series out there and like media, like movies and everything. And I'm wondering if like if that's more indicative of this, you know, idea of like unoriginality. If it's like leaning closer to that rather than anything else. Like, I think it, uh, part of it is that is this sort of continued interest in. Uh, expanding universes yeah mm. right like it's it's not so much about so i think it's a fine line between cashing in on like a hugely popular tv right. show or franchise and then also continuing the world like you were saying like expanding the universe which people like the fans also really want like they yeah. love this and they want more of it but they don't want like the same timeline they want something different focusing on it. yeah, yeah another wanna, direction i think it's just they want to like return to that world like they want to like they're not ready to leave or like you know they want to see more well i mean if they've got more stories to tell them why not but like you you can't ignore like i think definitely from the corporate perspective it's a no-brainer do you know what i mean to keep making stories in the same universe um it's like we've got these characters why not use them sort of thing and so it's not necessarily like it it, it's it's never going to be a matter of the the um, producers of the shows saying, well, geez, well, if they, I guess if they want more, yeah, we're gonna make, make more money. More. We've got stories it's definitely tell. like, oh, we can make more money here, so yeah. let's let's do that. We all win. The fans yeah. win. Everyone wins. Yeah, and we win. Unless, showrunners. unless it's crap. Yeah, yeah. No. and I mean, like, this isn't necessarily a new thing. Like, you think about like Frasier came is a spinoff of. Um, cheers. Yeah. And like spin offs of TV shows have been around since TV shows basically have existed. So, um, yeah, Happy Days had like three of them. Yeah. And, that was and the they're 70s. all shit, probably. Like, I, don't, I haven't even seen any of the spin offs from Happy Days. Hey, man, don't knock more than me. <laughs> How do you think Robin Williams got a career? That's true. That's true. <laughs> that's it. And that's weird. And it see, because like Happy Days has nothing to do with aliens as far as I know. <laughs> I don't even know. Yeah, you know what? I don't know how that happened. <laughs> so it was the seventies. It was yeah. a weird time. Um. So, but like getting back to you know Better Call Saul and things like that, like, like it's a different type of show as well. It's not. Oh yeah. It's, it's not, still. It's the same kind of um, like it's you know it's got the same strains in it. It's got the same like you know characters mm. and like you know themes and everything. But it's like, it's managed to stay like like joined to that show but also like make its own thing yeah it's got its own identity yeah, which is what you want from a prequel anyway. like <coughs> that's, that's, I mean it's like, what you want from a spin-off entirely and mm. like I think if it was another eight seasons of the same sort of stuff I think people would tire of it yeah if they've already rehashed it then like yeah well, I, like, let's uh, like, continue with this like let's talk about what spin-offs would you like to see from yeah, existing ooh. shows would you say the Defenders, like the Punisher, the uh, Daredevil, that's, that's an interesting one. Iron Fist? You reckon they're spinoffs, or I think because well, they all spin off each other in the, some ways, the, like they all um, connect back. Well, that wasn't always designed to work out the way that it did. Like from the very outset, from the first announcement of um, the the Marvel Netflix Daredevil collaboration, was it? Was that the first one? yeah, Daredevil. It was mm-hmm. always they were always planning on having four series that all came together as one. Yeah. Defenders series so I think that's a special case it's it's the same thing it's similar um, but again like that is is the sort of logical conclusion of the expanded universe sort of idea of like where we're not just creating a show we're creating a world 
and we're we're opening different windows mm. into that world yeah, yeah. from it's different more indicative perspectives. It's of the um, like yeah shared universe type of deal. Like, yeah, they didn't. They didn't do Daredevil and then thought, okay, we can do this and this and this. They did yeah. it from the very start. Yeah. Like they planned it all out. Exactly. Um, yeah, no, for sure. That's 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 sort of similar, but it's same, same, but different, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, I'd be keen to see, like, um, like what you said before about prequels and everything. I was, like, thinking of, um, like, golden age, like, television shows, like, proper, like, you know, best of the best and everything. What would you do with, like, you know, a prequel on that? Like... For example, like the Sopranos and everything. Oh, like okay, yeah, jump yeah. Back like to the sixties or whatever, when it was like. Man, I I want more Deadwood. You know, yeah. Like, is that happening? <laughs> I just want I, I just want Deadwood to actually do it properly. You know, yeah. finish up. Fuck a fuck, fuck a spin off. I just yeah. want to finish the show. Sure. <laughs> yeah. Were there any Simpsons spin offs? Oh, um, like, I don't know one. Like not talking about like Disenchantment or Futurama. Futurama. Yeah. Not no like. All I can think of. No. no. Lots of games. Lots of yeah. It was a movie. But well, would you count? Would you count video games and like off media, um, like as uh, spin-offs? Um, that's so, like a video game or a movie. Like, would you count? I don't think I would unless they actually like unless officially it, announced it was like canon or something. Yeah, yeah maybe like, it maybe has it has to be, be canon to be. But like, yeah, it's got to be really, really good for it. Yeah, because like you can yeah. play Simpsons hit and run, but like you're not going to see that <laughs> shit. <laughs> in that sense, Game of Thrones, the video games. But Game of Thrones is um, a spin-off as well because that's yeah. canon. Is it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, it's not very good that's and it's um... very long apparently. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, Telltale have been shot it, so like... <laughs> we keep dancing around this yeah. issue. We'll, we'll talk about it one day. <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about it. Um, but, yeah, no, I think that's an interesting question as well, like cross-media branding. Like, and I know some TV shows uh, do like webisodes or, of some sort, like they do short clips basically just the outtakes yeah. from the TV show. I know Battlestar Galactica did, did it back in the day, yeah, Walking Dead. Yeah. Um, and so, and that stuff is technically canon as well. So, you know, like they're, they're also feeding that desire for more content from the universe, I guess. Um, but I don't think you could call that a spin-off necessarily. I don't think you can. No. I think, yeah, I think spin-offs are more like direct, like more directly related and more like yeah. more bulky, I guess. Yeah. Like yeah webisodes yeah. are like, what? Two minutes. Usually they're very small, yeah. 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 They're, they're essentially deleted scenes and outtakes mm. and stuff. Yeah. I guess, like, the idea of a spin-off is, or, like, you know, a prequel or whatever, is that it's supposed to be, like, contained in, like, this, like, familiar kind of world and everything, but, yeah. like, try to build up its own kind of, um like, thing, exist within that. Yeah. And again, like, as I said, like, you, you want to find a new identity. You want to find a different perspective on the same stuff. Otherwise, it'll it'll just become really, like... You know, you don't want to repeat the same stories. Yeah. It's... Because it's, I know, like, I, I mentioned Battlestar Galactica. They had a spin-off called Caprica, which wasn't very good. Um, which was, a, which was a, as well, a prequel, I think. Um, talking about the end days before the war properly started between mm. the Cylons and the humans. <laughs> Have you seen Battlestar Galactica? Nope. <laughs> yeah. that's, right, so you guys know nothing about... I know the Cylon bit from like a joke on Robot Chicken and that's about it. Um, I watched Star Wars. It's definitely... It's definitely... <laughs> you and no one else? <laughs> it's definitely of its time. Like it was... It's definitely like post 9-11 material. So was it early 2000s? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's very good. Does it have that like tacky cheap feel like the old early 2000s shows um it can do <laughs> the first, the, like it's worth watching i reckon at least the first like episode and, and for sure the first season it gets a bit wild later on where 
um, the sort of mythology of the show is concerned. But um, but it is very much like essentially it's um, the whole premise of the show is that the the humans at some point in the past created robots, and then the robots went, like the, there was a big war between the robots, so they called Cylons. Um, but the robots they created were basically like walking, um, like machine men, like obviously very robotic. Like Terminators. Um, yeah, yeah. But like under the skin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So all metal chrome, very chrome <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, sort of things. And then like after that initial war, they disappeared and they went onto their own section of the galaxy and, and like nobody heard from them for years. Um, and I think there was like um, sort of every ten years or something there was meant to be a meeting between the the leaders. So they AI, yeah, 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 cool. completely fully autonomous AI units. <laughs> and then they came back to one of these meetings, and the Cylons had developed uh, a humanoid like robot that is indistinguishable from an actual human. And then like what follows is basically um a terrorist campaign where a lot of the the like the Cylons initiate their big attack and kill almost everyone um almost all the humans and then um it turns out that some of the humans that are left over are actually Cylons wow so there's this secret like secret Cylons and like some of them are like sleeper Cylons who don't know that they're Cylons until they're activated by some trigger word and and then and and like you see what I mean about this being a post nine eleven show like <laughs> yeah. it's very much about terrorism. It's kind of like Cold Warish as well. A little well, bit. yeah, yeah, yeah. But there was a t- there was a Netflix original film that came out recently. What was it called? It had like followed a premise very similar to that. It was um, this guy um, Michael Penner. Yeah, Penner? yeah, yeah. I, I did watch that. And what he's like, and he had like flash. And he had dreams mm. about like a war, and then. At the end of the film, yeah, it's a big twist. I don't want to spoil it for you guys, yeah. but no, it's, I, I've it was, seen it. It's that premise. I don't even know which film this is. It's um, it wasn't terrible. It was very like mid-budget sci-fi. <laughs> like some of the effects were a yeah. bit. Oh, you uh, can tell. <laughs> the ideas were good. It was okay. What was it? Um, Michael Pena, Netflix film. Um, it had some generic title like The Invasion or something like that. <laughs> Extinction. Extinction. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No. Like. Um. Yeah. It's. But that. Even then, is is a very a more modern take on on the whole idea. I think than what um. What Battlestar Galactica was. Mm. But interesting. Yeah. So um. Yeah. Anyway, like, let's move on. <laughs> if we're uh, if we're done there, yeah. Um, just reiterating, my topic was about the father and son slash daughter dynamic, in, which is a trope. Yeah. One of many tropes that I've kind of noticed pops up a lot in films. Um, so basically, the first one that I can think of was Leon the Professional. Yeah. Um, with Leon and Matilda. Then we've got Monsters, Inc. with, like, Sully and Boo. Yeah. Then Logan. You have um, Charlotte and, obviously, Logan. Mm-hmm. God of War, Kratos, and Atria- um, Atreus. 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 <laughs> Depending. Atrium. And then, uh, more recently, last year, Sicario yeah. 2. This you've got Alejandro and uh, Isabella. 
Yeah. So like, I don't know. I always found that. Obviously, these are only a few of like multiple. Yeah, like these are the ones I noticed. Yeah. yeah. This one's pretty interesting because it's like it's become um it's become more like common lately. Like it's more of a um like it's yeah it's littered earlier on like with um like what you said Monsters Inc and um Leon the Professional, but like like Last of Us, like yeah. God of War, Logan, like these kind of like father yeah. like jaded father like you know brutal like you know figure. <laughs> Like having yeah. to accompany like an innocent child and everything across like however like distance yeah is there yeah, becoming right. a more common modern like storyline? Well, I think like this was a trend, especially in games. Like I, I think in films, it's a sort of a perennial thing that that comes back every so often. But in games, I think because games are relatively young medium, um, we're getting to a point now where creators of games and producers and, and mainly head designers, right, mm. are fathers. Like, they are parents. And, exactly, and yeah, so yeah. they want to tell these stories about how they deal with this lifestyle. Um, um, and and they write the stories into the into the works that they produce. Yeah, and that's so probably how they get it so, like... Yeah, that's probably why they're so, yeah. like... Some of these games are so good. Like, God of War was, like, <laughs> yeah, written by, like, a father and like I remember it was like first hand accounts and like yeah, yeah talking to the people about these kinds of issues and like the bonding and like yeah. the struggles of like talking and getting to know that like the kids the kid. yeah, yeah. If, sure. you, if you watch the director like talk about it and everything it's pretty obvious that he's pretty like you know that his own personal experience really influenced like the um the state of the game like, yeah Corey Barlog is a really fascinating dude to listen to but I saw a um I saw a video on YouTube a while back about this trend as well, and they essentially um like place it as like a um like a like a current like social kind of like trend and everything where like our media reflects the world that we live in. So like you'll see certain trends like flying up like just then before like for example after nine eleven with all the um like you know the big bombastic like terror films and everything with like you know subterfuge being like the enemy and all this sort of stuff reflecting like cold war periods and like you know post 9-11 world yeah their idea is that like because like as a society we're so jaded and so cynical these days like the idea is that like there's a barometer for like social kind of um uh like i guess worldviews and like because Mm -hmm. you look at the internet and everything like you look at how people are like you know looking at the world and like reflection it's very sardonic or very like you know at a distance and everything because it's like it's very just very jaded in general like yeah for sure it controls like yeah. public opinion as and well. it kind yeah. of reflects the idea of like you know we're trying to get back to this sense of like you know world war Two, like you know innocence of like camaraderie and everything and like right. genuine like belief in like the systems that we've built and mm. the idea is that like these stories mirror that because you have the jaded father figure i.e you know our current like social like um world look and like out view and everything having see, to like see. having to be influenced and everything and like you know because usually a man who's like violent rage obsessed like you know everything like given into like the worst parts of his like personality and it's about him yeah. trying to like be brought back out you know lowered down and everything to kind of more of an accepting or like yeah. an innocent right. worldview and that's like how kind of they influence each other throughout the story yeah they each get that's like a symbiotic relationship they each get a little bit of both that's yeah. very interesting. So it's yeah. like it's about us trying. It's an it reflects a desire to kind of return to a more innocent, like you know, yeah. view of like genuine like interest. Yeah, 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 for sure. Can you guys think of any other mediums that you can kind of come to mind, like other films? Um. Uh, 
Yeah, I mean, I think like I think <laughs> Logan is a really good yeah example awesome. of this because I think like what Logan shows is um, Logan sees his own rage mirrored in in yeah and yeah, and, and doesn't want her doesn't want, yeah to follow the path that he went down exactly so so that's in in a way like yeah trying to trying to find sort of the hero in that and 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 cultivate it mm. and and make it like come to the fore rather than this wild yeah reckless rage yeah exactly um so i think like if you're talking about like the generational shift of like making finding the um or, or like the the younger generation bringing out the innocence or of the older generation in a way logan sort of is the opposite of that. Like, cause, um, you know, Logan's got a history of, of rage, obviously. Yeah. And, and that, um, yeah, that recklessness. And so, yeah, he's trying to lead the, the new generation on a better path than what yeah. he's taken. Yeah. For sure. It's pretty weird. If you look at the last of us, it's far more perverted. Like if you guys, like everyone knows the ending to that game. Um, talk about it. <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't played it. Talk, you you no. can talk about it. I haven't played it either. Yeah. Oh, Spoilers for Last of Us. Spoilers for Last of Us. If you guys don't mind the ending. Like, like it's, I, it's, I, I've been very lax. I, I own it and I'm, I'm, I should have played it by now, but uh, um, you I can just haven't. Just go <laughs> now I'm torn. Oh, go for it. Um, essentially the ending, like it's a bit, um, it's interesting because like there's arguments that essentially Joel becomes the villain at the end of the game. Because, like, he burnt, at the start of the game, he's jaded, he's bitter, like, he lost his daughter, like, you know, and he spent right. 20 years just living on, like, pure survival instinct and everything. Like, he's jaded completely and, like, just a brutal, brutal man. And, like, by the end of the game, like, he's, you've spent all this time, like, with this girl who at first he, like, doesn't want anything to do with because it's, like, you know, his worldview is just survival at all costs. So why would you want to be carrying around a child? Right. Yeah. It's and, it's a hindrance. Yeah. yeah. And by the end of the game, like, he develops, like, a father-daughter relationship with, her, like, a surrogate one. So, like, he essentially, like, you know, views her in that same capacity. But, like, her life's written at the end and essentially, like, he has to make a choice, like, like between, like, letting her die to, like, you know, help humanity and everything. And the player doesn't have any choice in this. Like, you don't get, like, an option of, like, do you, like, you know, sacrifice, like, Ellie or do you, like, you know, do this. Joel just straight up shoots every doctor in this place and, like, takes him out of, the, like, this place and everything. <laughs> wow. Destroys the resistance and everything. Like, she kills, like, the leader of this group and everything. Yeah, right. That was trying to find a cure. And just, like, takes her away and lies to her and says that, like, you know, there was no way to find a cure. And that was it. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. So, like... <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's like it's pretty interesting. Of like, if we're talking about this, you know, yeah, like textual right. like look at it and everything of like it's about them like you know obtaining like a lost kind of like sense of um innocence but, or whatever. Like, that's such a bold choice, I think. Yeah. Like I think so. I think um where we we also will start to see stories more often of like parental figures that have fails, like that they just don't do the right thing, and and like how that influences the dynamic between themselves and the the child or the or the um you know yeah yeah well it's pretty curious because like i mean it's like you don't see it's great because they don't give you the choice to like to make they right. just do this because that's just the way the story is going to go but like it's fascinating because it's like as terrible a choice as it is it's like completely like un- understandably human mm. because like he's taken everything's been taken away from this guy over like 20 years and everything and now like the first thing he's actually built up in like all that time, it's like getting taken away from him again. So it's to protect her? 
it was to like it was almost more to protect him because yeah. she would have been you get the sense that she was okay with it and everything and that she would have preferred to do that if it meant that like a cure could have been found yeah and that like the world yeah, could right. be saved and he's the one who makes this choice because he can't bear to like let go of like you know yeah this like girl who's like essentially now like a surrogate daughter to him yeah rather than like sacrifice like save the world you know? so he's he's acting in self-interest yeah he's acting than, straight up in yeah. self-interest it's interesting maybe it's like that uh overprotective father figure that like comes out yeah right yeah. that like the that build like that bond you that you build over throughout the game like that's a lot of like a lot of the what i've noticed in in my little list here is like the rejection like the initial rejection and then like the slow build up and yeah. protection of like the, 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 the development of the of the bond yeah, yeah. it's a like a bit of a reflection of the um like hero's journey kind of yeah. story yeah. archetype of like you know refuses the call to adventure or whatever and then by the end just like forced into it yeah. i feel like that's kind of i don't know if these are so successful like this kind of uh dynamic is so successful because it's something we all go through yeah, it's way, very relatable. Like yeah. e- either one end of the spectrum or yeah. the other, or well, most of us anyway. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's like maybe that's why, like, yeah. we find it yeah. so appealing in film and games. Yeah. Another um, another um, example, I think, of a similar sort of thing. Uh, I really recently played through Detroit: Become Human. Oh uh, yeah, you nice. guys played it. I'm going to. It's I've very seen the <laughs> Is oh no? Sorry, I was thinking of Metro. No, that's a different that game. game really awesome. Detroit um, is the one with the androids. Yeah, yeah, yeah. David yeah. So there are two stories that are sort of relevant here. One is the very obvious one, which is Kara, who is a sort of um, housemaker bot, right? Mm-hmm. Who who winds up in in a house that um, has basically an abusive father. No, and, and this, daughter related. Is this the one with the um at E three that like caused a bunch of controversy? Sorry? They had um like an E three gameplay like demo of like the robot in um like taking care of like you know, an abusive like um father's like, like yeah. kid. Yeah. Yeah, and it got a bit of controversy. Well, I mean it. it's it's Why a very it? difficult part of the game to play through because you can yeah. see what's gonna happen. Like you can see as soon as you're introduced this dude, right? Yeah. Like you know he's a scumbag. And it's like, um, at the outset, you're just uh, an obedient robot and you just do what he tells you to do. And like, there's very little sort of choice in that. Um, I understand why there would be a bit of outrage about it. But I think the story that follows from that is is pretty good. Um, The other example, the other character is Connor, who's a detective robot. who ends up being partnered up with a human detective and the human detective is a very much like a grizzled old sort of, um, he looks like a war veteran, like, you know, um, very Liam Neeson-y sort of, um, and and he doesn't want to have anything to do with this android. Yeah. It's very, there are a lot of tropes in this. Sounds like a buddy cop. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Sounds like a buddy cop. It is a very buddy cop, and and like the way it's played out as well is with Connor's character being a very sort of earnest, and very sort yeah, of like, very, like we have to get character. to the truth, and, and and like the guy is just like drunk all the time and stuff, and and that's very much that dynamic of, of like the jaded old person. This is what you were talking about, 
um, jaded older generation and like the earnest and innocent younger generation and like and in a way it's a it's it's to me it's a it's a better like example of that dynamic than the actual mother daughter dynamic that the other that the other storylines yeah, right. kind of play out um, because that one is is so obvious about it I think mm. uh, whereas Connor and his partner is like. It it's it's one that grows like you don't necessarily see it from the outset, but yeah. you can see them, you know, learning to connect with one another even though they're completely different. That was really um, interesting because like it takes that idea, it it does like that idea of like you know um, father daughter or like you know mentor like um, yeah mentee relationship and it's like but they fuse it instead with um, like you know an actual traditional like you know adult child. It's like adult and, you know... Yeah, yeah. The, the juxtaposition is very interesting. Yeah, yeah. yeah the same sure. kind of deal. That, like, yeah. it's like, you know, the child's just supplanted with a robot and everything, but it's, like, a really cool sci-fi twist on that dynamic. Yeah. yeah. Um, Just quickly, on Detroit, do the androids have, like, any features that, like, make them obvious that they're androids or do they look exactly like humans? Um, They they do, but they, they're very easy to cover up or... or in, like mm. they've got they call it an LED like it's literally just a, 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 dot, a like light a button thing on, on, their, their on, their, on their side of, on their temple yeah, yeah. Um, but like it's shown like it, it seems like something that's pretty important and then like they, there are several scenes of them just like literally just ripping it off I can just flick it and, off and like there's really no it's not even like turning it off it's just they actually physically take out you don't the, even need uh, it the module so it's just such a light and, and then and then the skin heals over and they, they just look like a normal person oh wow <laughs> yeah it seems like a bit it, of a flaw it's a bit like <laughs> someone didn't think that oh maybe they might turn it out <laughs> yeah, yeah they could just do they, well I mean they're, they're not meant to they like, didn't attach it to like their CPU and the, everything the term for the um, the robots that go rogue are, is deviant and like it's obviously not intended for them to do that or at least it's it sounds uh, Blade Runner very Blade Runner yeah 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 um, so it's just deviant which I have to watch the new Blade Runner I keep like, me too oh, I need to watch yes, it yes you both need yeah, to do right. it right now <laughs> so on that note <laughs> yeah we might go and do that now and uh, we'll catch you next week we'll thanks for listening yep um uh, thanks for listening. Thanks for yeah. listening. Thanks, Check us out on any podcasting apps that you might think about. Uh, we're on iTunes as well, obviously, and uh, Podbean. Yeah. Podbean. Podbean, yeah. Um, Pocket Pod, Pocket Casts has us. Spotify has us too. Yeah, you'll you'll find us there. Um, everywhere you go, look for us. Drop Panda Podcast. It's been great, and we'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you. See ya.